Welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a... Oh, there's a plane overhead. <laughs> we're, on the, we're on the runway. We better head over to this uh, hangar quickly before... Like, let's just go to this hangar before we carry on. Whoa, that was really low, wasn't it? Hold on, people. <laughs> right, sorry. Right, we're in, the, we're in the hangar now. Sorry, that plane just went really low. Um, what was I saying? I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I am new to watching Who. <laughs> yep. Watching for the very first time. Right, I think we're all right in this hangar. I think we can do the podcast from here. <laughs> we can use these um, packing crates. Put the mics Seriously, on that. if someone can like let us know what you're feeling about Mark's new intros. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. <laughs> that would be great. It's fine, there's no chameleons in here. I've checked. <laughs> <laughs> I've checked. Yeah, we're at Gatwick Airport. Hangar number... Chameleon. Chameleon. <laughs> Chameleon Tours hangar. Well, I don't really have any updates this week. No? Um. Well, I sent you a picture from my Facebook page. Facebook has started suggesting Doctor Who pages to me. Like, we think you'd like. And I was like, hang on a minute. I'm not too happy about this. <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't be doing Doctor Who stuff anyway unless it was for you. So you are okay. part to blame for it regardless. Anyway, we're here to talk about the faceless ones. And uh, this is a six-part story. You also thought this was the last in the season last I episode. I forgot. I did tell you it was the last one. I think I've edited that out of last week's. But um, it's not the no. it's not the last one of the season. Uh, but we're very near the end of season four. Next week will be the end of season four. <laughs> Mark just like taunting me constantly with this. It, it just felt like a long season. And we watched this. We watched four one night and then we've watched the other two just now. So yeah. we, we had to split up the six. That's the rule. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> four is my max I can do in one sitting. <laughs> um, well, should we just go straight into this sort of the story and go bit by bit as we normally do and then get diverted yeah let's do it we yeah. always go off to, we always start really well into episode one i've noticed and uh, we go bit by bit and then something happens and we just skip to the end and then we go back and then it just goes <laughs> off track we do not follow the story so that will happen again yeah um, we try so this story we're back in contemporary earth 1966 as it as it were so actually this is set on the same day as the war machines we find out yes so you've already gone to the end, Mark. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, at the beginning, because that's where they land. So the setting, Gatwick Airport, this is very recognisable. This is current. I'm guessing they did a bit of filming actually at Gatwick Airport. Probably. I forgot to look that up. <laughs> um, but the, Mark you know, has they one do, job. You know. <laughs> that's just a lie. Mark had his But research. But, but the opening is great. They land. Uh, and they're on that runway like we were just now. And this plane comes <laughs> overhead. It's a great opening, isn't it, for a story. And they run out the... TARDIS, like, bit by bit, Polly's got her long hair back. I found the beginning really odd, if I'm honest. Well, you got Jamie being like, what is that? Which is great. Like, yeah. it's a flying beastie. Um, flying the police beastie. are immediately after them because there's a phone box on the runway. Ben runs the wrong way. Yeah, he runs goes, right into a policeman. Like you don't, when you're running away from someone, don't run parallel with them. I think that's <laughs> that's the lesson. And they all get split off pretty quick. 
Yeah. It leads right into the story. I, I and quite it's, like that. Nothing is said. There's not really much other than, like, the flying beasties. I didn't even see it arrive for TARDIS. I didn't even remember, like... Maybe you just looked away at that point. It did happen. I think you were looking at your phone when that all happened, actually, to be honest. They landed, the plane came up. I think yeah, you completely missed that. Probably, because it just felt very just in it all of a sudden. Well, that's great. Why not just land them right in the middle of a runway? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I found it a really odd start because there was a lot of running, no one really talking. And I was like, what what's going on? But they were on, and and suddenly the police well, were straight well, away yeah, chasing them. I suppose them. with the not a lot of talking, there's the action because it's on film and they're running, and the police are after them, and they're yeah. set on the little bikes and and things. And then Polly's into the hangar, goes into the Chameleon Tours hangar, and sees this guy being killed. So that's a great bit of sort of intrigue straight away. Yeah. I really like this episode because this was this came out in the very one of the very last video. Box sets. Tell us your story, Mark. It was the same box set as the Reign of Terror. Oh, okay. Which is around. So it was Reign of Terror on one video, these two faceless ones, episodes on another. So I know the existing ones quite well because I watched it and I really enjoyed watching this opening. And also, what I say, I've got the soundtrack, and I know I say every single time I've got the soundtrack, but I've never got through it to the end. This is one that I have got through to the end. I remember listening to this. Ah. I think I got it in sixth form. You know, I had my CD Walkman. Yeah, yeah. CD Walkman. Sitting there in, I don't know, probably supposed to be doing my English essay. But I had the faceless ones. <laughs> I used to just listen all big Finnish CDs when I was supposed to be working. First off, I'll just say I really enjoyed this. Even though it had my frustration of, I got to, I think maybe the end of the second or the third. I think it was the third. And I went to you like, I don't really know what's like happened and you are I went, no, no I know what's happening but nothing's happened well it's the six it's six parts it's padded yeah. out a little bit like all six parts are but there's enough characters that come in and out loads of characters well okay let's I was going to say let's talk about the setting for I really like obviously I really like the airport stuff and the doctor and Jamie and they don't have passports yes that's quite that's quite funny. They work really well together because Ben and Polly disappear for most of this story. They are gone. They're gone. Which is a real shame. Polly wasn't annoying me or anything, so... <laughs> yeah, well, she didn't have a chance. No. Well, okay, sorry, we're going back and forth quite a lot. Well, no, Let's... actually, at the end of the first episode, because we watched it together and you went, what do you think? And I went, I like this Polly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she hasn't done... Well, She's a I chameleon, mean, but... <laughs> ben disappears first. You don't see Ben for a while. He runs... Because he runs off. Holly, we find she's... Well, she's captured pretty much straight away. Uh, she witnesses this murder. And then she gets, well, chameleoned, if yeah. we're going to call it that. Yeah. And she says she's somebody else. And um, I enjoyed that. She's at that. She's the receptionist at the, at the chameleon she, tours thing. She's used to being taken over by other things. Well, yeah, it's again, it's it was Ben last week, it's Polly again this week. Yeah. And even Jamie gets in on it later on at the end of the story, so they're yeah. all taken over at some point. So in the setting, my favourite bit is the photo booth where the Doctor, Jamie and Ben get in the photo <laughs> booth. That's yeah. a good moment. It's it's moments like that which I would like to see Yeah. if, they're, if they exist. Because yeah. there's still comedy in this. Oh, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a really good story. Um, you've got the Commandant 
and obviously they don't believe them, what's going on, and that gets a little frustrating for me because there's a lot of back and forth. You know, they don't have their passports, they're going to get arrested or, you know, all that stuff. So it's another one of the classic things of the doctor can literally just walk out of a room and then walk back in and they're like, oh, you again. Like He's in and out of that command centre so much. Ah, Commandant, I'm nice to see you again. Airport police, please. But at least hear what I have to say. I've heard all I want to from you. What do you mean they're engaged? This is the commandant. Thank you. If you're going to speak to the police, then tell them that there's something happening in this airport that may endanger human lives. And considering that, like, he's under arrest because he ain't got a passport, they don't know where he's coming from, he gets out, he just walks out, he just, like, runs away. Like, three times he well, runs away from cause them. Because they're um, after Jamie and the Doctor for a while, aren't they? They're all on the lookout. Yeah. Jamie's got his newspaper upside down. And, yeah. But and then that, that he walks back. He just walks in. He goes, no, we're going to have to sort this. He just walks in. Yeah. Yeah, that got a little bit annoying after, what, sort of th- episode two, two and three. There's a lot you of padding. The idea. So you've got a great end of episode one with the, the chameleon, and you see you don't really see it. You see its hands, and they're walking it up the escalator through the airport, which I don't know why nobody notices. Yeah. <laughs> Into the medical bay. So that's a good entry. And just before that, you've had you've got hypnotised Polly saying, I'm French. I don't know. You know, I had an English governess. That's why I talk like that. Is she if French? Is it something like that? Something she like says that. she's from somewhere. from somewhere else. They're like, well, why are you speaking such good English? And she's like, well... So you have that moment. And then with the chameleon, that builds up to a great end of episode one. There's some great characters in this. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Samantha. Yeah, I like Samantha. Samantha is great. I was great. hoping re- she would... I knew you were sort of, yeah. I was hoping she would. But when Stay she yeah. disobeyed, well, no, that was when I, I think, was like, you won't. I think when they were making this, they had that her in mind, and I think she turned it down. Ah, okay. Like, I think it was a potential. If she was up for it, I think she would have carried yeah. on you can see she's that companion role which is great because she's a good character but it's just annoying because ben and polly have written out in order for some other characters to come in and i know they had like holiday or con- it's probably contracts and stuff they only probably were contracted for like four episodes so they couldn't do yeah, you know, something yeah. like that she was great i knew the minute that she disobeyed the doctor and decided what did she, do? she was like i'm gonna get on the plane and he was like, stop right. it. And she's like, no, you can't stop me. I'm doing it. I was like, you're not going to be Well, she's there. She's, so she's, off, she's looking for her brother. Oh, uh, are you in charge here? Uh, yes. C- can I help you? Yes. Uh, I'm Samantha Briggs, and I've come down from Liverpool. Oh, really? It's about my brother, Brian Briggs. Brian Briggs. <laughs> That's quite good, actually. Uh, <laughs> she says it a lot. That's why. That was Brian really good. Briggs. That was. I can do. I can do a Liverpool accent really well. Oh well, obviously. <laughs> Mark's just showing me his chest. I don't, no, I don't know why. There's nothing no, there. I don't know why There's it just nothing. opened to my. Mark's no, just opened I mean, his dressing no, gown and gone. That sounds really <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna live a full time. I don't know. I did it as if I did have a Liverpool top on. <laughs> I don't have a Liverpool top on. No, Mark just like under the dressing gown. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um, what no, is that? A Tardis? No, no, it's a Doctor Who T-shirt. I have a Doctor Who T-shirt on, <laughs> by the way. It's just for, and my Tardis dressing gown. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, obviously <laughs> Liverpool. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Obviously, that's <laughs> OG shirt. <laughs> uh, I completely lost what I'm talking about now. 
Brian Briggs, yeah. So she's after, and I showed you the telesnap of her hat. Have I, sorry, have I ever told you, have we ever said my Liverpool phrase? No. Like, so I, at home, there was a guy from Liverpool, and he was like, if you ever want to sound scouse, say this phrase. And it's, um, they do do that down there, though, don't they, though? I can't, I'm not even going to attempt that. <laughs> they do do that they down, do do that down, down there, there, though. Don't, don't they, though? They do do that, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They do do that no. down there, though, don't they, though? I'll stick with Brian Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Briggs. <laughs> so anyway, she's looking for her brother, Brian. And, um, <laughs> and she's got this cool hat, which they don't animate, which is, there's always something in these animations, and I had to sh- show you the telesnap. Yeah, I'm going to make did. one of those hats. Okay, you... I will post a picture of me in that hat. It's, it's just a white it's weird. top yeah, but it's hat. just weird, isn't it? I'd love to see that. It's so... It's so weird. It's so out of place. Like, when you sent it to me, I looked at it for a long time, like... It would would completely change the scene, I think. It would take over those scenes. It would. It'd just be that giant white hat. (laughs) It it took me a while to... I thought someone had photoshopped a hat on it. I thought that's what you were showing me to begin with. No, that's actually in the thing. And um, so she... Oh, she doesn't like Polly, which is quite funny. Because Polly's, like, hypnotising the desk and she's getting annoyed with Polly. Like, like, oh, you're stuck up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, she's not wrong, is she? Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, I knew. That, is that why you like Samantha so much? No, just I thought she was a good, strong character. And she gets on with Jamie, so she makes friends with Jamie first. That's a yeah. nice relationship. Yeah. Oh, that's this is Jamie's first love interest. Yeah, well, and you got two snogs. Maybe second if you can, Polly. Our, well, our theory of Polly. <laughs> our theory of Polly. So this is Jamie's second. <laughs> <laughs> One slash two. Um. But he got a snog here. That said, we don't know if it's not been snogging off camera, so... <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Is. She pieces it together quicker than Jamie and the Doctor, and Jamie's like, no, we've got to wait 30 minutes. She's like, why? Like, she's good. Yeah, she just wants to get this. She wants to sort it out. She's fed up. She reminds me of... Dodo. An older <laughs> Dodo. Older Dodo. Oh, okay, maybe. I don't know. I think she's stronger like than that- Dodo. Yeah, but that comes with age, doesn't it? Mm, like, maybe, Dodo's yeah. supposed to be like 16. I can imagine her. I can imagine that being Dodo. Like, she's supposed to be a bit older and she's got like a brother. I don't know how old she, Maybe she's like 22, 21, something like that. Mm. And Dodo's supposed to be 16. Yeah, okay. So I can imagine that she's got that sort of like get up and go characteristics mm. of Dodo and that realness of Dodo. Yeah. Dodo was very like down to earth and real in like. Yeah, not yeah, phased. Well, no, yeah, nothing phases her. Yeah, yeah, with Samantha. Yeah, that's what it is, I think. And she, I mean, she goes through it. She gets tied up with the Doctor and Jamie with that laser thing. Yeah, uh, she doesn't go into space in the end. She doesn't go that far, but she helps find the bodies at the end with the secretary lady as well. And she's in and out of the office. She's let everywhere after. <laughs> like she's part of the team. <laughs> that isn't secretary's she? having. Apparently, like, this is all in a day as well. This is isn't all in it? a day. It's all happening. That all secretary. One day. And... Like she's having a great office day. She's like, gets me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'll go and look in a car park for some bodies. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll go into the chameleon's yeah. office and scour through there. Or I'll um, double bluff at a mill. Yeah, she does. Ev- yeah, she does everything, doesn't yeah. she? Um, she was it's a good. great team. And it, it makes up for lack of Ben and Polly, because I'm sure if they were were written in, then they would have to do bits and pieces of that, or they would be the ones trying to find the bodies at the end. There were so many characters, because with the Commandant, he doesn't believe everything, and he has, he's like, oh, um, you you liked him, didn't you? Um, you thought he was all right. He's he all right, like, yeah. I did not like him. He eventually believes and like, ends up saying yeah. to the Doctor, right, help. 
Then you get that detective as well. The detective's thrown, great. He's thrown into the mix. And when he was when he first comes in, I thought, hang on, is this too many characters now? And actually, the commandant and the detective looked exactly the same to me. <laughs> when there's a scene with them face-to-face, it's like yeah. a mirror. They're like glasses and moustache, like just talking to each other. Well, I mean, we know the police are the same. Oh, yeah, and the police, we were saying that I think in terms of animation, that's copy and paste for the characters when you have a <laughs> group of police. like, again, we're jumping back, like episode six, and they're all coming out one by one, and it is literally the same. <laughs> they do the same run, the next one looks identical doing the same run. Yeah, copy yeah. and paste police. The Doctor stays quite central throughout, mm-hmm. and he has... Um, well, oh no, I'm just trying to remember stuff because he investigates with Jamie. They find the, when they're taking the things off the shelves to go through to find the chameleon oh, secret yeah. base thing, they're, they're very neat, weren't they? Taking I was just like, bit by bit off. off the shelves. Yeah. And they find the secret door. And then the doctor has the ice moment at the end of the episode. He gets frozen. Yeah. And then he, in the office, he has to prove that that air control guy is a chameleon. There's a lot of that. I would say. There's a lot of, I like think, a lot of the two, story. Three. Two and three, definitely, maybe four, but definitely episodes two and three are great, but nothing happens. Like, no, I don't it learn anything. Down. It's the Doctor trying to prove yeah. what's going on and then not believing him. They have to go through that quite a bit. So, I mean, he... Because he, actually, he doesn't... He gets frozen before he goes back and finds the thing, doesn't he? He sort of goes into that room and then he's like, there's something here, there's a door, I don't know where it is. But... Or there was like a lot of that where I was like, what have I learned? Like if I was to write down on a piece of paper now what I've learned, what have I learned? Um, there's not a lot. Well, they're trying to work out who's behind everything, aren't they? And you've got in that hangar, the chameleon tours, they know there's something up, but they can't prove it. Yeah. Because Captain Blade is I, is controlling I think people and I doing needed things. more um like, I want to get to the end of an episode. I don't need to know everything, obviously, by the end of my episode two, because then it's even more boring. But I want to have learned something new, and I felt a lot of this. I just get to yeah. it, and I was like, what has happened? Down. Yeah. Like, you know, like that. Like, he went and got frozen. But what did we learn from that? Yeah. Nothing. Well, there's alien technology, I suppose. But we know as the audience, because we've seen the chameleon, there's aliens. They don't know that it's, it's aliens. Yeah. It takes a very long time it's for them to that. get that conclusion. And to get... By the time you get to episode four and five, everyone's on the same side. They're all working together to yeah. sort out the comedians. It's five, really. It's, it's not well, until yeah, episode five. Yeah, it's not until later on. But you, ha- yeah, you have to go through those things. It's just part of the Doctor Who yeah. it's narrative, like, isn't it? It's like, um, so we're into like, the medical bay, you know, managed to, because of that going on. And he finds a body, he finds that double, and he finds the wristbands. Mm. I'm like, okay, he doesn't come back and go until much later, actually. Those wristbands don't come back until, I think, end of four. Mm, the little Wii remotes. We yeah, them yeah we call them Wii remotes. Remote. <laughs> or um, um, my prime stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked yeah. like my stick. I'd like it if he came back and said, like, I think they do this, or look what I found. Maybe it does this, or something. Like, whereas there was just a lot of, like, I don't know. Like the vent thing, like him being made cold, you know, why was he made cold, of all things? Was cold beneficial? Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? That, that's what their guns seem to do. Oh, no, they? It, they electrify. It was oh, to it, electrocute. Oh, yeah. Why cold? 
suppose. You know, was it was it like I think this is the same thing that they used to freeze them the body that I found earlier. Nothing like connect. I don't mm. even know, but I don't know. I liked it towards the end of the story. We do go up into space and we get a different setting that helps yeah. the story feel a bit more epic. If it was all just down on in Gatwick for the whole six episodes and yeah. we just heard about them up upstairs, I was going to say, up in space, yeah. then that wouldn't... At least you also, get that change of Also, I pace. didn't get that they were miniaturised until they actually said they were miniaturised. Well, we see them. Well, they're, they're all sitting on the plane. Okay, and then well, they're not sitting yeah, on the plane. Yeah, and they're not sitting on the plane. We see Jane, um, Samantha's going to go up. She gets a ticket. She's like, right, I'm going to see what happens on this flight. And she gets a ticket and Jamie steals a ticket and then she yeah. can't find the ticket. Yeah. So she's not allowed on. Jamie goes on the plane... Doesn't like the or smell Jay- of the food. I mean, Jamie's done really well to walk around Gatwick. I mean, he was scared of the plate. He's he didn't know what passports were. No. He's still getting acclimatized to. The <laughs> he 60s. like blurts out like "Tell me about the Tardis." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's quite funny though. Isn't yeah, it? I like all that. And he feels he's real, and he feels plain sick. Yeah, but that like that's what I like about Jamie that he mm. just seems real. Yeah, and that's where you see all the all the people on the plane, and that's how he gets out of it because he goes off to be ill. That's I'd when they be all get like, miniaturized. I'd what? be like. Tell them about, like, you know, you're about to be arrested. Or I'd be like, tell them some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say, how are you, how much have you flown? Me? Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, what my quite a bit is might not be someone else's. So, in, like, hello, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've been to America, Prague. I've been, like, in the UK flights. Okay. And stuff. So I've only ever been on a plane twice in my whole life <laughs> and the first time was about two years ago yeah i know i know <laughs> the very first time i was i was up past 30 by the first time i ever <laughs> went on a plane everybody i've been to glasgow and to ireland on a plane that is it yeah and 40 minutes is enough for me it was all right it was okay i don't You'd feel hate Ill or anything. i don't feel i'm not like jamie i wasn't be like ill it was i was nervous but the best thing to do is when you feel nervous, just look at the um, air stewards and stuff because they're just like, they do it all the time and they're just like, whatever, and there's turbulence and they're just carrying on, they're chatting or whatever, ignoring everything. And if they're okay, then you feel okay. My only thing with flight is I'm like, I can't get out if I want to get out. No. That is my, that is what I... Kind of like a moving train though. A train? Okay, it's very unlikely. If whatever happens, you can jump out of a train or whatever or you get somewhere. In a plane... That's I feel more trapped on a plane. That is a problem. The thing is, it's such an normal thing for us, like being up in the air, and you're in, like you say. But I don't know. I I find like the initial can be a bit. Ooh. The island trip, the second one was worse. That was worse because also at, at night time when you're looking out and you see the, the there's the lights on the side of the um, yeah. thing. I always think that's lightning or something. Uh... It looks like lightning to me. The worst one was on the way back from Ireland. And, okay, yeah, we'd had drinks and food and stuff in the afternoon, so maybe that was uh, not great. <laughs> I felt really ill, and there was uh, quite a bit of turbulence. And and I was just thinking, it's only, like, 40 minutes. It'll be fine. Just breathe. I just, really I, awful. I had one that was, like, really, really bad turbulence. And I was with someone who'd flown a lot, like, mm. like done a lot. Of, and they yeah. said, that's the scariest I felt on a plane. Oh my gosh! Well, that doesn't help, does it? No, but I like, didn't say it's laughters. But there was like they were like that's like the most turbulence I've ever experienced. 
I'd like to do more though. I would do more. I just it's just that trappedness. I yeah. can't do anything. It's, like, I it's think great. It's just... like here's a rubber dinghy. I'm like, well, it doesn't help having a rubber dinghy if you're up in the air. Well, how different is that to like the water? <laughs> well, oh, in the water, if I was on Titanic, I'd be. I would sort it out. <laughs> you wouldn't. Women and children first. Yeah, I know, but I would sort it you're out. You're screwed. No, I'm fine. I, I feel like Titanic situation. I could sort out. <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting a wig on or something, Mark? No, Women I, and children no, I first. Like, yeah, I could ju- I'll just jump in the sea and find something to float on. I would do something. I would not, f- like, in a boat, I'd feel all right. But, it, okay, worst, worst case scenario, right? So, plane... So, you know, you get your oxygen to things down. Yeah. The plane crashes into the water. Yeah. And then things come out and you go onto boats anyway. Yeah, I know, but it's the crashing into the water bit that I don't like. <laughs> no, but it's so rare. Yeah, like I know. how many? Know. And also... I know, like, that's the thing, yeah. That's, that's just... Like, I think there's more train accidents than there are... Mm. So there's something about... I can't remember who's telling me this, but there's something about... They have to say what it is. At pretty much most journeys, an animal will be hit by a train. And they're constantly, like, just cleaning off animal. And you always hear stuff like animal on the line and stuff, don't you? There's an yeah. animal, right? That's because they've just hit an animal and they've had to stop <laughs> to clean it. It happens, like, a lot, yeah. apparently. But quite often, they could do a whole journey, get to the end, and like, what's that? Oh, yeah, dead sheep. And it has to go and be cleaned off. I always okay. hear there's an animal <laughs> on the line. Well, there's leaves. Me? Yeah. Leaves. Oh, leaves is, yeah. pla- leaves is the most annoying. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> we've gone completely off topic. <laughs> gone way off topic here. Mm. Um, well, if I probably wouldn't get on a comedian tours unless it was a UK flight. So okay. I, I'd be all right. I wouldn't end up in space. I'd be okay. Yeah, I think I'll be all right. Budget, cheap getaway for young people, wasn't it? Between yeah, 16 like and 21 Rome or whatever. Or like I've been to Italy, though. How did you get there? Coach. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. S6 to Italy on a coach. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's over 24 hours on a coach. It well, was yeah, non- got pretty it. much non-stop. I, when I was seven, we went to Disneyland Paris for my seventh birthday. And my dad didn't like flying. He went once on... Like when the planes first like started, and he hated it that much, he never went on again. And his best friend was the pilot, and was like, "Richard, like get over it, come on planes." Like, and I think at one point he was with um, Concorde and stuff, and he was like, "Look, come on this plane with me." And he was like, "No, not doing it." So my dad never flew. So we did Paris, uh, and we did it by coach from Blackburn. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's just. So it took like a day to get there, yeah. and we stayed over in early Paris. Next day was in Disneyland, and then mm. I remember my mum being like, "Never again!" Like, yeah, it's it's really bad. It yeah. is awful. Although, just to link that to Doctor Who in Italy, right? So this was Tonale. I hope I'm saying that right. This like whatever region of Italy that with this coach went to. Yeah. In the hotel basement, there was like a games room. They had like pool. It was like concrete, not very nice. Yeah. Um, they had the Doctor Who pinball machine, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> This was like ninety eight. Oh. Um, this really grotty like room. Yeah. And there it was, the Doctor Who pinball machine. I, I took a photo of it. I'll uh, 
post it up. Yeah, dig it out. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is really cool. It's like, and then you play it, and it's like, oh, it's just a pinball machine with Doctor, with Who, Doctor Who on it. That, that's quite rare to find one of those. So in a basement in Tonale in Italy, <laughs> if anyone's looking for the Doctor Who pinball machine, uh, <laughs> that's where it is. <laughs> I didn't even know they were a thing. What do you hit? Like the you know the little things. Yeah, when yeah. You go like I'm that. just yeah. thinking, like, but there's always things on it, aren't well, there? It's all to like, like artwork of the doctors and stuff. Yeah, I'm wondering what the and, yeah, like artwork Daleks was. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. I do. Oh. I think it's quite sought after. The pinball. <laughs> Everyone will be listening to this <laughs> clambering to Tonali now. <laughs> Probably not there anymore. <laughs> anyway, right back to Chameleon Tours. Maybe going to Tonali. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, no, they're not. They're going into space. We find out. Yeah, so that is a good uh, cliffhanger. When the plane goes up into this space station. So we go from contemporary story to to a spacey. I'd like to see the film of the plane going from the skies and then mm. up into that spaceship. And now again. I I'd like to see that. what the chameleons are. There are some photos of it. Obviously the animation makes them look a little bit better than what they were, I think. I think the name the faceless ones yeah. is a bit naff. I expected no face. Well, yeah. Well, they don't. They they they're eyes. No, I think the actual the actual thing is just like nothing. Yeah, that's I think kind it, I of. Don't, I think they are faceless, but they, in the animation, they have given them more of a a face. I think. What else are we talking about then? Well, um, uh, should, should we just talk about the big thing? Did you say 1966? Yes. What month is it? Uh, July. Um, July the twentieth, to be precise. What are you getting at? Well, don't you see, Duchess? July the 20th, 1966 is when it all began. We're back to when it all started. Well, I think... That means it's as, it's as if we've never been away. You really want to go, don't you? Well, let's just talk about Ben and Polly leaving then. I'd like Even... to say that I felt emotional about it. And I kind of wanted to, but I didn't. Well, you didn't know it was coming up. No, I didn't. And it happens very suddenly. So I kept saying to you, where are they? And we were like, they must be on holiday. It's a dodo situation in a way. They're just so bad at writing out the characters. They don't... I, th- I feel like once they, they're they like, right, these guys' contracts are coming up. They're only in, like, however many episodes of this story. Fine. And it feels like once they have, they know that, there's no care to no. give them a good ending or to do anything else with their characters. It's really weird. And they're like, they're, it feels like they're already thinking ahead now, right? They're gone. It doesn't matter. We've got Jamie. We've got, yeah. It's. Did you have any idea that. Did no. you think, like, with the three of them, it might be time for, for a change or. I didn't expect it now. I don't know why. I thought that they went on longer. But if you were thinking that Samantha was a possible, would you have. Did you think, oh, is someone going to leave and she's no, going to take their not place? Or she's going to join and we're going to have her as well? <laughs> I, I genuinely thought, before she decided to go against the Doctor, I thought that there was going to be four of them. Yeah, After... I think four companions and the Doctor is way... <laughs> Imagine, like... A lot. That would be a lot. Um, and they leave together. Poor Jamie. So they start together and leave together. Yeah. Which um, they had to. I think I thought they were on for longer because you've told me about how... Fans really like them and have such a like thing for Ben and Polly, and I thought perhaps they were on in the same way that Ian and Barbara are on for like two years. Yeah, they've only really done a year. And I thought for for characters that are so, and also for characters that don't have episodes, and like 
they're not none of these episodes really are you know out there so you've got to be an uber fan to really like ben and polly and have given the time to listen to the audio or so i guess that's why so i think according to annika wills i think they wanted to get rid of ben Mm. and keep polly and jamie on Mm. and then i think she decided well if if he's going i want to go as well and didn't want to carry on so i think the option was there for polly to carry on but i'm glad that they left at the same time yeah same so you're not really going to miss them then? Um, well, it's just weird. It was just a really weird ending for them. Like, they just weren't so, there. So, it was just like, yeah, we, well, the, yeah. And she's grown her hair back. And they're like, yeah, we just want to stay. I can see how, like, oh, we're back now. Because they have always... Talked about Sort it. of talked about going back, haven't they? Yeah. So it's not a surprise in that way. No. Oh, no, um, it wasn't a surprise. And it was nicer than what they did with Dodo. Oh, I mean... Only just. Well, Dodo I mean, wasn't Dodo, even there. Yeah, I know. Dodo, Dodo just sent at a, least, a... Yeah, at least they filmed a scene saying goodbye. Yeah. Dodo they didn't could, even get that. They could have very easily just been like, oh, we've got a message. Ben and Polly say yeah. they're going to stay in Gatwick. Yeah. In Gatwick. <laughs> stay on Earth. <laughs> from an audience point of view, I feel like you have greater closure. They must have learnt from Dodo oh, leaving. I don't think they do. I don't think they care. I really still... They still but don't care. But in terms of like actually having them appear to leave... They must have learnt from Dodo for that. Yeah, it's been I a suppose. year. There must have been enough fans just like what, <laughs> like of the time being like, what that person's just gone. That they were like, next time they have to mm. at least be there. Like even if they don't have the care to give them a decent story to go out on. Yeah, at least they had the care to be like, we'll have oh, them go. And, then, and Jamie's like sad. Oh, I don't yeah. know if that was that was on the animation. He's his like, animated tear that was in there. He just wipes yeah. his eye. Bit of yeah. dust. <laughs> yeah. So that's sad. Bit of Gatwick dust. Oh, sorry, I'm just looking up on TARDIS Wiki what happened to Ben and Polly afterwards in the... Uh, oh, OK. And they lived happily ever uh, after. Well, apparently, I'm just seeing what... Um, apparently, Ben proposed to Polly in 1966 at the top of the post office tower. <laughs> <laughs> which was... <laughs> unbeknownst to them, witnessed by the Ninth Doctor and Rose, apparently. <laughs> They're in some story. Oh, my God. Um, oh, their relationship did not last. No. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Polly was a glamour girl during the 60s, queen of the disco in the 70s, uh, gave up smoking in the 80s. <laughs> uh, she married someone called Simon oh. and was pregnant in 1981 with his child. Let's be oh. honest, Ben always cared more for Polly than Polly did for Ben. Uh, she had a son... On New Year's Eve 1986, Polly met with Ben in a hotel room, something that she kept secret from her husband, and reminisced about the snow cap and their time with the doctor. They almost kissed, but after a distraction, Polly decided to leave. Follow, And then her husband died. She has a difficult relationship with her son, uh, who refused to speak to her for three months after he walked in on her with a sailor that she'd met whilst drinking in Soho. Oh, uh, flashback. <laughs> She became a public figure, resumed smoking and struggled with bulimia. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> uh, resumed smoking. Uh, <laughs> Polly often attended the funerals of celebrities to get her face in the newspapers. <laughs> that is so Polly. <laughs> that is, whoever did that storyline for Polly, hats off. That is so fucking Polly. Um, Slash Annika. She went to Princess of Wales' funeral where she comforted Elton John. Uh, in 97, yeah. 97. In 2009... You're going to have to read the Diana one. In 2009, <laughs> she's working in a gov- government office. Um, 
something about there was another funeral they were at in 1999. Polly was manipulated into traveling through time and interfering in history. However, the second doctor and Jamie were able to resolve the disturbances and reunited her with Ben. The four of them drank Sauvignon and reminisced about their adventures together. <laughs> with his wife gone, Ben admitted his love to Polly and they kissed. Like, I, Polly, at one gonna... point, we, we're convinced that she was having a thing with Jamie, so... Um, ben married a woman whom he did not tell of his dreams of Polly and his nightmares of killing a cyberman. Mm. Comes back to haunt him. Yep, uh, sounds about right. Oh, in 2010, Sarah Jane Smith stated that Ben and Polly were running an orphanage together in India. <laughs> That's not them. <laughs> yeah, well, by 2010... That's not uh, them. Oh, yeah, there's not as much for Ben. Ben, to be fair, Ben was probably just like a Marine. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, Would you want to see what Michael Cray said in this Doctor Who magazine? Yeah. There's a few... So this isn't him talking. No, it's about him. It's about him. And it said something about... Mike was 23 when he landed the role of 24-year-old able seaman Ben Jackson. Ben was an honest, practical, down-to-earth man who, according to his original character description, ran away from an unhappy home at the age of 15 and went to sea. Mike was particularly pleased to be able to play a sympathetic, three-dimensional Cockney character... Many of his roles up to that point have been street urchins, tough and rebels. We well, see, I'd say that was sort of Ben in a way. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was three-dimensional. Um, well, it was nice in him caring for... He had the sympathetic side in that he cared for... Rather than just being tough, and, you know. He just got angrier and angrier. That was yeah. the problem. But he cared a lot about Polly and he did care about things. And he would. he was usually the one that would like use some of maybe I call it street smarts but maybe some also of his training from being at sea and stuff to get figure things out when he was alone mm. he'd be like hang on so why won't they come in this room it was almost like his sea training was thinking of the yeah. enemy yeah so and he used that in I guess in a sympathetic way but he just got angrier yeah um, Ben's name was of course synonymous with that of Polly played by Annika Wills the pair were charged with the responsibility of bringing Doctor Who into the contemporary scene. Mike had always felt that the ailing Hartnell had been uncomfortable with the late arrival of two young actors as his companions. However, with Troughton's arrival, the series regular became more of a close-knit and happy team. Mike fondly remembered Troughton's gift for humour, although he and Annika instigated their share of practical jokes too, from debagging their colleague inside the TARDIS. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. I'm, I'm not being... Sh- on, Look, D-E-B-A-G-G-I-N-G, debagging. It means take someone's trousers off. Okay, so they debagged in their colleague inside the TARDIS. <laughs> to the infamous occasion on which they appeared in T-shirts bearing the legend, Come back, Bill Hartnell, all is forgiven. Mike particularly enjoyed the chance to appear in Doctor Who's final two proper historical stories. His interest in history once stretched to him becoming the vice chairman of an antiquarian society in Norfolk. His one regret was that he would have liked Ben to have had a dramatic death rather than being phased out of the series as he was. I suppose because those two, maybe they're remembered, like you said, because there's not many of them existing, because they were there at that first regeneration. Yeah. Maybe that's why... Fans remember them so well. Maybe if they weren't, if they didn't have that moment and they were just sort of halfway through a Doctor for a season... They might blur a little bit more. But they were, I suppose, in the War Machines, they were so... I mean, we had Dodo and Stephen before. Yeah. And then we go to Ben and Polly. I think... It's such a big difference. Yeah, I was going to say, they're probably famous for that, for shifting it into this modern... I think that's their sort of legacy of, of those characters. 
Yeah. And Jamie is still... Do you still see Jamie as new? No, I don't see him as new. I think this is the story where Jamie is... In it. He's starting to... I mean, there are those moments, like we've said, about him not knowing his surroundings and things, but he's settling in more now. Yeah. He's not that historical character as much as he was. And you get the comedy with Jamie. He, I notice I mean, there's a not, lot more comedy. Yeah, the comedy between him and the Doctor. Yeah. They they get on very well. Which you didn't get with Polly and no, Ben. You didn't get I that. mean, you get the fun of, like, Jamie holding the newspaper upside down. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Ben and Polly work well together as a little duo. Yeah. And then you've got the Doctor and Jamie... And just sort of just to go back and wrap up the chameleon story, so the doctor negotiates and sort it's all wrapped up very quick. We should have got the doctor on Brexit. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. that took months Brexit. Well, months, years. Years as Brexit. The doctor sorted out getting fifty five thousand humans off a plane <laughs> off a plane back to Earth and you've got to sort your own shit out <laughs> yeah. in about three yeah, minutes. He sort of leaves the, he's like chameleons. Don't do this. Go and find another solution. Yeah. He doesn't oh, necessarily and by the give way, them a solution. Take them all back yeah. and make them big again. Yeah. Like, How many gonna... flights is that back and forth of if, if they've got one plane? Well, they're all little. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they make them big again on the way down, I think. I don't know. It just, all... It's a button, yeah. isn't it? I guess they just put people in, push the button, yeah, and then they go big again. you can only do a plane full at a time. Um, so you're like... Yeah, I don't think it takes Next. long to make. Yeah, it's just yeah, it does take up time. And down. You're flying up and down yeah, the I earth. I think they and could back. just do it on Earth, couldn't they? Like oh, they'd I don't have know. a. I, in my head, it's all arrived back, and they're just putting people there. Push the button to make them big. Off they go. Next up, mm. push the button to make them big. Off they go. And they've got to do that for fifty-five thousand <laughs> people. People. Because they're not like baddie baddies, are they? Like monsters. They're just trying to save their own race. They're just race. trying to sort... Yeah. So that's a nice angle. Yeah. They're not doing it... Because Captain Blade, we're sorry we haven't talked about, he's a great villain character, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was but, a villain in Keys of Marinus. Yeah, you said that. Thing. Yeah. He's, but um, he... When it comes to it, that I don't see him as a villain. Because in the end, he ends up agreeing and helping. helping yeah. But throughout most of it, at the beginning, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, he's the baddie of the story. He's the one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it was quite nice that I quite liked that about this story that they are bad, they do a bad thing, but also they don't. St- it's not like they're having to kill them to like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you you weren't really sure what they're doing because they yeah. are the humans don't die because they could have like killed them and took over and that's yeah. it. But they all come back like yeah. And it's interesting that the I mean actually none of them would have died because only that one dies. Uh, two die, the nurse, who then willingly goes on a ship with the doctor, and um, that one to prove that they have the bodies. Yeah, the, when they go sort of, sort of into the mush. You're now, like... if they'd have had those bodies ten minutes earlier... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> none of them would have died, because they're like, yeah, we found them in the cars. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, actually... What are you thinking for the Doctor and Jamie? <laughs> they just yeah. walked off, they walked didn't they? Well, we sort of go so into we're still in the TARDIS. 1966. We're still in 1966 and the TARDIS has been stolen, apparently. Yeah, so they've got to go and find her. They, uh... they go off and find it. They could enlist Dodos around somewhere. Yeah. Call her up. So that's it was interesting that basically Ben and Polly have just like, OK, we're off, walked off, but they are still in 66, Jamie and the Doctor. Yeah, they're still at the moment, yes. Yeah, I found that interesting. Yeah. I was like, oh, OK. So it is a seven-parter next. Do you want the title of the story? Yeah. Oh, go on. The Evil of the Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just know said what? you like Daleks. I That's knew. why I was like... I should have known it was going to be a Dalek long one. 
Because they always are. They're always really long. Oh, well. I did, but, yeah. but I enjoyed the other one because they did something different. Yeah. So, we'll you know, we'll see what happens. One. Yeah. Has yeah, Jamie met the Daleks yet? No. No, he, no, they came after, didn't mm. they? He came yeah. after the... Well, okay. Well, yeah, we didn't really go through the story in that much detail, but it was more the characters for this one, I think. Yeah. and For us, it, yeah. To be honest, it just was what it was. There was a lot of padding. I'm glad it got animated. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So what was a really long scene when he was on the ship? When Jamie's walking around the ship at oh, the beginning of episode gosh. five. I said to you, like... Silence. On the, that yeah, this on the is audio, animated. I'd be like, Jamie walks along the corridor and investigates the filing cabinets. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Glad that was animated. Yeah. So the next one isn't animated, unfortunately. Okay. And there's only one episode that exists. So it's Sorry, a, we're back more to telesnaps. We're, we're back to telesnaps. That's fine. Yeah. I, I don't mind the telesnaps. Yeah. As long as I never have to yeah. do audio, that's fine. Yeah, oh no, we'll never have to do audio. It's Good. <laughs> Because I just won't. I'll just refuse. <laughs> no, escape didn't yeah. happen. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah. End of, and the end of the season next week. So we will see you all for the evil of the Daleks. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who. Uh, and I'm sure I'll put a picture of the pinball machine and all sorts of things up there. <laughs> okay. And we will see you next week. Uh, bye. Bye. Two Watch Who.